Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Highland League, Then and Now. I'm joined tonight by Kevin Mann. Kevin has played for Dundee, Cali, Bucky, and Cove Rangers. And he was in the Highland League for a long, long time. So good evening, Kevin. How are you? Evening, Willie. I'm very well, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Well, thank you very much for joining me. No problem at all. So how's life treating you at the moment? Uh, life's treating me very well. Uh, retired four years ago, um, and I spend half my time here in the UK and half the time in uh, in Spain. So uh, happy days. <laughs> so you come back to the northeast for a hot weather, eh? Uh, yeah, my partner likes the snow and the cold weather, so um, <laughs> I, I suppose that's a compromise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so given every podcast, I always like to go right back to the start. So can I take you back to your middle field days, please? Sure, yeah. Um, I suppose I, I grew up East End Aberdeen, uh, just a stone's throw from Pitodry, and uh, football daft as usual, as you as you'd know. But went to King Street Primary School and Linksfield Academy, um, and when I was about fifth, well, it was actually fourteen. Uh, Mike Hulse at Middlefield approached me and 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 asked me to come down and and have a game with uh, some of the boys there. Uh, you know. Uh, I decided not to sign. I played really well in the in the, the game that I played, but then I, I signed for them a year later because a friend of mine had signed for them and and he'd said he was my mate, so um, he took me there. And like it, you know, that was probably what 1977, summer 77, and um, we ended up an under 16 team. It was a great team. It was full of good players. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll name a couple like Neil Simpson, who ended up being a a Gothenburg great with under Fergie, um, Stuart Forsyth, who ended up at uh, both Arbroath and Dundee. So, so with a good side, good players, we won the the league championship that year, uh, under 16, uh, 1977-78, um, and also um, our, our, you know, we had a, a, a five-a-side team, if you like, which um, which was an under 16 tournament and. Um, it was a great memory because we won the 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 Grampian Boys Clubs uh, Championship here up at Summerhill Academy. It was a whole, you know it's a whole day the five side tournament, so it was good winning the Grampian, which qualified you for the Scottish finals. We went down to Meadowbank um, in middle you know in in March that year, and we ended up winning the Scottish Championship as well under sixteen. Um, which qualified us for the British finals, which were down in London. We went down to uh, Islington. Um, the only problem was I had an O-level the day before uh, on the Friday. So all the all the boys travelled down by train on the Friday. Uh, but unfortunately, I had to do my O-level and travel overnight. So uh, I got there Saturday morning. I was a wee bit weary. Uh-huh. Um, but we ended up, we, we actually, and that was another full day's playing. So I was absolutely exhausted by the end of the day. Um, but we got to the final and beat a team from London 3-0 in the final. So we were British champions. Yeah. So that was a, that was a marvellous memory for me. You know, I've got the, the gold medal, a British champion. Um, during that season as well, just it was probably about Christmas 77 or just before that, uh, Jim Summers, Bob Summers' father, he was a scout at Dundee. And uh, he approached me and uh, invited me down to down to Dense Park for uh, what they call training. It's basically a week's trial. So I went down between between Christmas and New Year, and um, did very well. I mean, the manager there at the time was was Tommy Gemmell, um, and 
big Tom, he liked me. Um, said, come and, come and sign for me, we'll, you'll play for Scotland one day. And of course, like, you know, 15 years old, um, I signed almost immediately. Just I, I was told just in Hogmanay that year, Hogmanay 77, that, uh, that the club wanted me to sign an S form. So I was delighted to sign. And um, and Jim Jim Summers, you know, was a huge influence on my career and, and remained a good friend up until his death a good few years ago now. Uh, and obviously Bob's good friends as well. So, um, so I mean, as far as Middlefield was uh, Middlefield was concerned, the, the following season I stayed on because my mum wanted me to stay on and do my hires. Dundee wanted me to come full time at the end of that year, but I decided to to stay on. My mum put her foot down. And I stayed on a fifth year at school and did my hires. Um, it meant that I was I was going down to Dundee on a, a Tuesday night on the train um, with Jerry Davidson uh, and, and Ian Matheson at the time. And it, so it was difficult. I had to get permission to leave school early to grab the train from Aberdeen to Dundee and get that training. Um, but it was it was worth it. It was great great fun, great experience. And um, and then I eventually went full time at the end of the, the 78, 79. So, so May 79, I basically left school. Okay. Um, I, I mean, just, just going back to that five-a-side thing, uh, that same team in Middlefield, that, you know, because obviously I played uh, an extra year at Middlefield, um, that same five-a-side squad went down and we won the Grampian again and the Scottish again uh, and qualified for the British finals, which were down in Bradford. And we, we went all the way to the final again. Um, I mean, again, marvellous experience. And this was an under-19 tournament by this time. So we were an under-17 side playing an under-19 tournament and got to the final. But unfortunately, we got beat 2-1 by a team from Southampton. They were basically farmers that come and kicked us off the park. So um, we learned a big lesson in physicality and you know using your body, but uh, there was no protection for us. So we were really disappointed to lose 2-1, but it was a... A fabulous effort and like I say, great bunch of guys, great team. Absolutely. So I have two questions for you about your middle field thing. Can yeah. you name the players that was in the team? Not all of them. <laughs> uh, but there, there were some there were some good players that ended up playing junior. Obviously, um I, well the goalkeeper was a guy called Derek Davidson. Um okay. we had um myself and Brian Simpson, who also came in trial to Dundee but decided he didn't want to go down sitting in the, the centre. Um, and we had uh, Mark Esselman left back with a choice of right back. So there was a number of guys that played right back. Uh, I'm trying to think of a name. Mickey Wallace was one of them from Bunkhead Academy. Okay. And mid midfield, we had, uh, well, Neil Simpson, Stuart Forsyth and Derek Ahern. Derek was a, a good player. He was another Bunkhead Academy lad. Um, and we had Harry Bowman as well. He was a captain of the team. And then up front, we had Big Liz Watson. He was a terrific player, another bankhead boy. Um, and, you know, he played Scotland under-18s, but never quite made it in the professional side. Okay. So, so with, a, with a really good side. Um, and it was great memories and, you know, fantastic. Obviously, winning the Aberdeen district, but the five-a-side thing, you know, the Brit getting to British finals and, you know, winning one of them was absolutely fantastic. My other question was, did you pass your role at all? I passed that whole level, yeah, and uh, I went on. Uh, I got five hires at uh, in 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 that year, so I sat five hires and an extra whole level. So I was quite bright at school, which um, you know, in my later years, it, it it you know, obviously 
going down to Dundee full time, which we'll come to in a second, um, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me was staying on at school. Your mother gave you wise advice there, didn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, I've got her to thank for that. Cool. So we'll get down to Dundee. How did it work out for you? Um, it was it was brilliant at first. I mean, um, we went, well, I left school basically like 31 May 79, threw the blazer in the cupboard and jumped in the train to Dundee because uh, we were going straight to Amsterdam the next day for an under-21 tournament. Um, so, I mean, I was 17. Um, this under-21 tournament in Holland like it had, uh, uh, I think it was six teams in it, but it included teams like uh, Everton, um, Inverness Cali had a, a team over, um, in which you know Martin Lyle was in that team, and um, and Kevin McDonald, who ended up he left Cali before I joined, um, and there was a few other teams, you know, obviously a Dutch Dutch hosts and a German team. So um, it it was memorable for me because. Um, I, you know, and the 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 setup of the the games, you had two games, and then there was a semi final and a final, um, over like a, a four or five days, and um, so I'd got a bit part, if you like, um, in both of the first two games. I'd probably come on as a sub for about twenty minutes in both of them. Then the the sweeper got injured. A uh, guy called Ian McPhail that was at Dundee. He yeah. he was he was injured in the semi final, um, and I, I remember like. The, the boss, uh, Mr. Gemmel, came up to me the, the night before the, the final and said, like, you know, you played first sweeper at, uh, at Middlefield and that. And I said, yep. And he said, right, you're playing in the final. I thought, well, wow, you know. Um, so it was, a, it was a German team. I forget their name, but um, we went out and I played really well. We won 5-1 that day. And uh, Ian Redford um, was in the side. Ian is probably a good three or four years. So he was just at that. 21-year-old level, he won the player of the tournament and he, he was fantastic that time. He was a super player. So it was a great experience and a fantastic start for me. So Good. it was really pro- really promising start. Good. Um, Ian Redford went on to play for Rangers. That's him, yeah. yeah. Um, he was a terrific player, a lovely guy, sadly no longer with us, mm-hmm. um, but what, what a lovely guy he was. So. Right, Kevin, um, before he went out to play that final... Standing yeah. in a tunnel or in a dressing room. How was your feeling for you when doing that in the park? I was, uh, I was flying. I mean, the the butterflies. You can imagine butterflies in the stomach. It was a, a, a you know the biggest game in my life at that point in time. A final against a German team. So um, it, it, you know, yeah, I was, I was very very nervous. But I went out. And, you know, I think nerves are a good thing before a game. I always kind of felt that. If I didn't feel nerves and I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel I should be playing. If you if, if you can understand that, you know, nerves is it, it was an essential part of my build up to a game. Nerves means you care. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I and I, you know I did care and I I really wanted to play well and ended up we did play well. Um, the whole team played well, like I say. So I was quite proud when I was walking off. You know, five one winners against the German side. It's a fantastic result. Yeah. How was the celebration after the match? Uh, well, Amsterdam is quite a city, so I, I do recall having a few share bits after, even though I was underage. But um, yeah, it was it was very good. Um, it was it was great to get to know a lot of the you know the players that that I was going to be playing with full time you know very soon. 
in, in that tournament. So, I mean, four or five days away in, in Holland with them was a fantastic experience. And to get you settled in and, as you say, get to know your teammates. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So coming back to Dundee, back to yeah. the butter of league business, how did that pan out for you? Well, it, it, it started really well. I mean, three weeks after that tournament in Holland, I started full-time, um, did the pre-season, which, you know, I learned the importance of having a good pre-season at that point. Um, I mostly played reserves and, and youth team, uh, but I was, it was a good start, as I say, and I was, I was selected to travel with the first team uh, for a pre-season friendly that year, you know, 1979, and went up to Barora. So, and I, I played, I played the whole game. I played the first half in midfield. Um, you can imagine, uh, you've probably been to Barora many times yourself, but um, it's a tough place to play. I mean, even, even the best at times, but I mean, we went up there late July, so the pitch was still hard. Uh, Brora going 100 mile an hour at you because it's a professional side. And uh, so I played in midfield and it was just a bit of a whirlwind. The, guy, the game really passed me by. Um, Gemmel put me back into the defence because so he, he wanted to see me again in the back of the defence. So I played played the, the uh, sitting and sweeper next to centre half and we, we won the game in the second half. So it was all in all, it was a good experience for me. That was probably the only time I ever got a chance to play in the first team. So, okay. I mean, I did, oh, sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I had a, a really I'd a decent start in the season. I was quite regular in the reserves, and then I'd I'd won. I wouldn't say it was a poor game, but I mean, I made I made a mistake uh, in a game down at Love Street against the Marin reserves, and uh, assistant manager who was looking after the reserves that day, Willie Wallace. Um, and our Celtic, you know, Lisbon Lion with, with, with Gemmel, he basically tore me to shreds uh, for making that mistake because it, it caused a goal. Um, and he tore me to shreds both during and after the match. And it, it seemed to continue and it just got to me. I lost a bit of confidence, um, didn't really want the ball. And I, I seemed to lose my way a bit for, a, you know, for a couple of months. Um, so, but, but got it back and, you know, got back into the, the reserve team and then, Really, it was the end of the season. The season went by in a flash. It was the end of season 79 80. Uh, don't even remember, but Aberdeen had won the, the Premier League. Aberdeen were the champions under Fergie, but Dundee were relegated. And so it ended up that uh, Tommy Gemmell and, and Willie Wallace got the sack. So uh, I had to await. I knew it was disappointing, obviously, but I obviously had to wait uh, for a new manager to be named. And um, New manager came along for that season. It was Donald Mackay, and basically, uh, he took one look at me, and he didn't really, he didn't really like me, and I didn't really like him. So it was kind of a mutual kind of dislike, as it were. Okay. Um, so I mean, I was still playing. I was still playing in games for the reserves and the youth team, but nowhere near uh, the first team, which is disappointing. It was, yes, it was my second year, which is an important year. Then in uh, about Christmas 1980, um, I developed a problem uh, in my lower back, um, which transpired. I needed surgery, so I'd um, unfortunately I had three operations in three months, um, which put me out for the rest of that season. And really, I never I never played another game for Dundee, which oh, was really disappointing. Mm -hmm. So I went I went to see uh, Mr. Mackay and. Uh, I was about late April, 81, 
and he just told me that uh, I'd still had one year of my contract left and uh, he said he was buying me out and he was freeing me. So I was obviously pretty pretty devastated. Never got that, you know, a real chance under him. Um, and Jim Summers was equally devastated, but um, those those are the breaks. Uh, now, see, as a young lad, Kevin, does that buy and knock your confidence? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I hadn't played since Christmas and um, it, it, it definitely affects your confidence. I mean, you know, I hadn't played for six months. It it was my profession at that time, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, you know, and confidence is everything in football. Yeah, um, right. so, so, yes, it did. It did knock my confidence. Um, Jim Summers was, was equally devastated, as I say, and um, I spoke to him and like he, he was telling me that um, all the Tayside clubs, um, like, you know, four for breaking Montrose or both, they were interested. Um, but in the time at Dundee, honestly, we were, we were playing them once, twice a week in youth teams and, and like we were playing against their first team. I, I just felt those clubs were in the league for almost 100 years at that point and they had no ambition to really get any further than, you know, where they were. I mean, Jim also said that, that Cal, Inverness Cali were interested and obviously Bob, his son, uh, was a captain. So um, I agreed to, to go up and, and speak to them. So, and this, again, this was just about the end of April, beginning of May. So Bob drove, uh, first time I'd met Bob Summers, Bob drove Jim and myself up to Huntley for Cali's last game of the season. Um, and I met Alec Main, uh, who's a manager at the time. Really impressive guy. Um, he was very open, telling me his plans for the for the following season. Because you know, obviously Keith had won the league three years in a row at that point. Um, so he was telling he was telling me that you know Ray McIntosh was coming back. I'd heard of Ray, and Ray was going to come back as his assistant manager. Peter Corbett was coming back. I'm not sure where if Peter was at Clark or at Ross County at that point, but he said Peter Corbett was coming back. Obviously, I'd heard of him as well in a reputation. Um, but of course, you know, Alec was completely honest and said, like, you know, having seen you play, um, you haven't played for like, you know, I hadn't played for five months at that point. And he said, like, you know, let's let's get you through. You can do the preseason with us. Let's play in a couple of preseason friendlies, at, you know, at the end of that process, the end of the six-week preseason, and we'll take it from there. So, um, I was very impressed with Alex, and 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 that's exactly what I did. How was the back holding up after your three operations? Um, it was fine. Um, it was it was painful. It was it was a painful process. I mean, obviously, three ops in your back. I was lying on my stomach for three months. Um, and you know, having dressings on and 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 having to go to hospital every other day to get it checked and make sure everything was fine. But yeah, all healed well and no problems. Uh, and as I say, it was really just a case of getting cracking into preseason and getting myself fit again. Okay. So, so, so you you come away for Dundee. You're disappointed. You're dropping down. Well, I don't know if you could say dropping down is the right word, but coming for senior football. To Highland League football, was you a wee bit disappointed that maybe the Dundee thing didn't turn out better for you? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, obviously, it's you know, it's your boyhood dream. You want to, if 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 you love football, it's your boyhood dream to play for a professional club and and win things. And um, so, yeah, I was, 
I was definitely disappointed. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a huge regret, like obviously not getting that chance, but I mean, it was out of my hands. And um, the guys I started with, I mean, it was it was five guys from Aberdeen. Um, so, if I, if I, you know, it started at the same time. So, I mean, Stuart McKimmy, Raymond Stephen, Ian Matheson and myself. And then the fifth guy had already been there. It was Jerry Davidson, as I mentioned earlier. Um, Jerry was probably a year older, and so he'd he'd already signed professional forms and was working, but he was doing his apprenticeship, and so was just a part-time player. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, out of the five, um, well, Stuart obviously went on to make a, a fantastic career at uh, at Aberdeen and played for Scotland. Uh, and Raymond Raymond was signed Raymond Stevens signed by uh, Arsene Wenger to go and play in France. And uh, so he, he, you know, he'd built a good career for himself in France. So I, I've never said it to these guys, but I'm immensely proud of them uh, for for what they achieved. I mean, Stuart scored the winning goal against Argentina in 1987 for Scotland. You know, uh-huh. at Hamden. I don't even remember that. I remember. Um, I, I, and, and Argentina were world champions at the time. Maradona and all. You know, so I mean, I'm I'm immensely proud of what these guys achieved. But it's just a hint of disappointment that. I never had that opportunity myself um, through circumstances. So, uh, just a change of manager sometimes works great Abs- for you. Or ab- ab- absolutely, if the face fits, face fits. If it doesn't, well, you're out the door basically. So, there's nothing you can do but uh, grin and bear it. Absolutely, no, uh, and and you know it's you know I'm a, I'm at the age now where you know yeah you reflect and but um, that was just the way it was and still is. You know, you can still see that now um, in in the senior clubs. So, I'm sure there's a lot of lot of good young players that have just fallen by the wayside and been, you know, and gone off, you know, and and been freed by clubs. So, it's unfortunate, but it's just the way of the world. Just the way it is, right? On the Calais, yeah. Pre-season training. Did you get a pre-season? Okay? Yeah, it was um, just. I mean, the pre-season was difficult enough because. There was only three of us in Aberdeen at the time. So Bob Summers, of course, and Wilson Robertson had just signed. Okay. Uh, I, knew, I knew Wilson from my middle field and Dundee days because Wilson was an S form at Dundee as well. So just the three of us. Um, and like in, those, in, in that first pre-season, we actually trained um, Winverness Thistles Aberdeen contingent. So it was Ian Cumming, Jim Guy and John Ironside. And later, Rothes's Aberdeen boys joined us as well. So it was Graham, Semp, and a couple of other lads. So it meant it meant that we were training with not our team, you know, as it were. Uh-huh. Um, we're training with other guys. So it was difficult not training with your own team. Um, but I mean, we were going up to Inverness every Saturday during the the preseason and and training with the guys. So um, so it was it was good to do that. And I ended up it was a really good preseason. I was I was happy with my fitness. Um, and you know, I was happy with um, the 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 preseason trip that Alec Main had promised he would do. So we kind of we went to Sky for a weekend at the you know tail end of July, and had two preseason friendlies. Um, and I I was lucky enough to play in midfield and scored four goals in the two games. So I was Alec Main immediately wanted me to sign, which was great at the time. Um, and it just you know. It gave me a lot of confidence. You know, you were talking about confidence earlier. It gave me confidence back that I was back to um, not my best, but I, I was back to being able to score goals. 
being able to run freely and 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 all that sort of thing. So, um, so I was delighted to be able to sign. The contractual discussions took a couple of weeks, so I didn't actually sign until about middle of August. Um, but I'd already made my debut about two weeks earlier in that um, in a, a, a League Cup tie at Telford Street. Okay. I guess Ross, I guess Ross County. Um, I scored the first goal for Cali, which was a great debut. Um, and we ended up winning two one, so it was a a fantastic start, if you know, as it were. There must so, be a who's who are Halo League players in that college squad. Um, it was well, I mean, August eighty one. That, as I say, Peter Corbett had come back, Raymond had come back, Raymond McIntosh had come back. So, um, it would the makings of a good side. Um, and then about a fortnight after I signed, or one or two weeks after I signed, Billy Urquhart came back. Three second spell, oh, okay. um, so and that that and you know linking up Billy and Raymond McIntosh again um, was you know a masterstroke really because they were fabulous together, uh, fabulous fabulous team. When it, it start, um, I felt I I told Alex that uh, I wanted to play left midfield. Um, I mean Alec, Alec Main took me aside and and you know he just basically said you know, even though. If, like I'd had a good preseason, I was looking quite fit. He he thought I might struggle, fitness wise in midfield. Um, I mean, given I hadn't actually played for about eight months at that point, you know, in a competitive game. So, so he wanted to try me out to start at uh, left back for a few games just to see how I did, and never really looked back. I mean, I loved playing there. Um, I made the position my own. It was, it was just. Fantastic place to play. Uh, I, you know, I taught myself as a young kid. I was naturally right-footed, but I taught myself as a young kid to, you know, be able to kick a ball with my left foot. And um, so I was as good with my left foot as I was with my right. So I was comfortable on the left-hand side. And uh, Alec played in the left back, and it was almost like a master stroke. Um, you know, the next five or six years, I played there all the time, uh, and and just loved it. So. What was so good about playing left back as opposed to left midfield? I guess I don't know if it was a vision thing, but like you know, just playing in that left hand side of the defence, you could see the entire pitch in front of you. You could see the whole game going on, um, and I was, you know, I just through my time at Dundee, I was quite vociferous. You know, I could tell players what to do, I could tell people what to do, but I was also quite quick myself um, so it, it meant I could see opportunities for me to break because Wilson was fabulous down the left uh, wing but I mean you know I was quick as well so I wanted to score goals as well and you know I, I got that opportunity to do that just just with the teams that we had and um, I just loved playing there and of course that confidence took a dent earlier on is back in spades now you're enjoying your game your confidence is flowing it was, it was, it was, yeah. it was back in spades. Uh, I mean, you know, it was strange because, um, you know, after, you know, Billy Irk, Billy Irk arrived back, um, as I say, till end of August. And then with, our, with the first round of the qualifying cup, early September, and it was away at Rothus. So it was the first really big game, if you want to call it that, because uh. it was drummed into me about how important it was to uh, the qualifying cup just to qualify into the semi-finals, you know, because the four teams in the semi-finals, you had to qualify in those days for the for the Scottish Cup. So 
it was a huge, huge game. Um, I was still just 19, Wilson 18. So, I mean, it was it was a big game for us. And we were away at Rothes. And, you know, it was a dour, horrible game that we ended up drawing 1-1. And, like, the week later, there was the, the replay at Telford Street. And all at me, and just before the game, he just expressed how just how disappointed he was uh, with our performance at Rothes. Um, so we went out in the replay and we won 9-0 and <laughs> Alec, Main, Alec Main was just floating after a game I mean in using terms like you know that was championship form and um, that's a standard you've got to be like you know if you want to win leagues that's how you've got to play and it was just it was just a a, a, a watershed moment that 9-0 especially having drawn with them the week before. It was just a fabulous performance for the guys. Um, and it was just, as I say, a watershed moment. So um, Bob, Bob had always drummed into Wilson and myself just from the very start that, you know, as Aberdeen boys, we were kind of outsiders. Cali were paying a lot of money to bring us up. So if we wanted to play every week, we had to be better than everybody else. You know, we had to be fitter, stronger, faster, uh, stronger in the air, Bit on the ground, so it was drummed into us by him early. Um, and as I say, like God, we delivered. That's good. So um, again, aye, oh yeah, Bob. Bob was like dad to us. Um, he he really told us what it was about and and looked after us. So uh, top top guy, Bob. So if you formed yeah. up the wee bit, was he the type of guy to take it aside and have a quiet word, or was that? Oh aye, oh aye, absolutely. Um, but I mean, th there were loads of guys, uh, Peter Corbett as well. Uh, both Bob and Peter were, they didn't mess about. <laughs> if, you were, if you weren't up to scratch, they would be kicking your backside and telling you to, like, you know, change your ways. Um, but, it, you know, that, that season, they didn't have to do that. Uh, it, was, it was just a great season, you know, that we ended up having. So, I mean, by October, Cali were already top of the Highland League um, and we were in the qualifying cup final. Um, which is obviously at, at that time was played in mid-November. So, um, and by this time, Alec, we could see that Alec was experimenting a bit with different formations in the team because he, I think, he realised the the sort of the youth and the experience he had in its side. He could change different formations and play things. That, you know, I mean, the backbone of the side uh, was a, the 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 back five. Um, so with with Billy McDonald in goal. Roddy Davison right back, myself left back, and then Bob Summers sent a half, Peter Corbett sweeper. Um, and that, that was the backbone of the team. And Alec played us every week, every game. You know, it was just a super back five. And then, like, he two ever presence that he had um, in the midfield. That, you know, it was Martin Lyle was one, you know, fantastic player. Just could run all day, covered every blade of grass. And you had John Doherty, the doc, and Doc was just—he's he was the guy with the finesse in midfield. He could pass a ball sixty yards to a guy's feet. And he was just a fabulous player, Doc. Um, and then up front, you know, we normally had uh, obviously with with Raymond McIntosh and Billy Urquhart as strikers, um, but you know, once he saw how quick uh, and reliable Wilson was, Wilson was a, a an ever present as well. So I, you know, and those ten players were ended up being like an ever present most of the time, and you, you had to pick and choose who the eleventh man was going to be. It was such a such a strong squad, 
he had a choice of playing like a, a three-man midfield beside you know Martin and Doc. Um, and at that time, with with great great players in the squad like Derek Dewar, Billy Sanderson, and John McDonald, so you know could play a four-three-three. Um, but very often, you know, you could see Alec Tinker with a four-two-four, so a two-man midfield, just Martin and Doc, and and the back four, and then he'd add a a a, a fourth attacker. So we had um, with Robbie Baxter, who's a really tricky little right winger. And we also had Neil McIntosh, who is really, you know, you could, you could call Neil a versatile striker. So he could play striker, winger, midfield. So, I mean, you know, he was playing 4 2 4 some weeks and it was amazing playing in a formation like that. And, you know, it, it was just a brilliant team to play for. It was really, I suppose the word is flamboyant. It was a flamboyant formation because, no, you know, teams couldn't live with it. They didn't. You could see teams going, how the hell do we play against this? Because yeah. we've only got a back four and they're playing four against us. So we need a fifth guy to come and, like, you know, give us some depth. You need, you know, but that it's taken out of the mid. So, and they're taking, they're taking half an hour, 40 minutes to work out the formation we're playing. So Alec, Alec was quite astute at doing things like that. They pick and chose the games to play that 4 2 4. But it was, it was wonderful. Also allowed me and Roddy. Um, at right back, Roddy was at right back, me at left back. It allowed us to go forward individually sometimes, but sometimes both of us at the same time were leaving Peter and Bob Beer at the back. But I mean, it just depended on the teams uh, that we were playing against and just go forward. And it, it just meant we were bombarding teams uh, with attacks. So you had Robbie, you could have Robbie in the right slinging crosses in, Wilson in the left slinging crosses in, and if if Billy missed one, Raymond got it, got it, or vice versa. And I mean, it was just brilliant, brilliant to see, and and just a brilliant formation to do. Um, it was just a shame that he didn't play it more. But uh, obviously, there you know, there were smart teams or good teams in the Highland League at that time, so you, you couldn't leave, you know, two guys in midfield to do all that work all the time in every game. So he picked and chose the games he he, he played that formation. But it was it was brilliant to play in. Well, it certainly worked because the trophies just flow left, right, and centre for you. What was the Absolutely. first trophy you won with Pally? Uh, the most memorable was the first. It's always the first one, and that that was November. That was the qualifying cup final uh, in November '81, and that, that was against Elgin City, at, and we played it at um, at Station Park at Nairn, oh, okay. um, which is a really kind of narrow, tight pitch. Um, so, I, and it went to a replay. The first game was pretty dour, one-one. Um, um, tight, nervy. Um, the replay the week after, um, Alec, Alec had obviously chewed over it the whole week uh, leading up to the replay. Uh, but he decided not to play Wilson that day uh, just because of the narrow pitch in the first game. And um, he decided to play John McDonald in midfield in his place. And we ended up with one, two, once. I mean, obviously, Wilson was devastated not to play. An 18-year-old kid being left out of the cup final, but I mean, God, he 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 learned a lesson that day, and he, he was fantastic after that. Um, but as I say, we won two-one against Elgin, the first medal. John Dock, John Dockett, he got the first goal, and Billy Urquhart scored an overhead kick for a winner. It was a, a brilliant goal. Um, so I mean, 19-year-old, three months at Cali, and I'd won my first seniors medal. Um, that's always the most memorable. And then 
you know, two days after that, I was, I was lucky if you want to call it that, but I was, I was named uh, the Highland League Player of the Month. Um, the sponsors, Renault Cars, um, that had been picked by some sports journalists. So I was just on cloud nine at that point. Ah, fantastic! Um, it was, it was a fabulous time in my life, and just as I say, the all, all, all the, the bad times, if you want to call it that, at Dundee, um, were just distant memory. Well, I've just you took a word out of my mouth. I'm just going to want to say Dundee was a distant memory at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, we, you know, we, we, we carried on for that point. I mean, it was it was a, a great site to play in. As I say, in 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 March '82, so five months after that qualifying cup final, we'd reached the uh, North of Scotland Cup final. Um, that was against Brora at Kings Mills, and you know we won that three two. It was a really Tough game, Brora always gave you a tough game, um, and I was lucky enough again to win the Man of the Match award in the final from the the sponsors McEwen's Lager. So it was a really good season for me. It was, it, you know, and it, it ended if you like the the season ended um, when we sealed the title a few weeks later, um, and that was down at Keith, which was very sweet because obviously Keith were. Three years in a row, champions. They were a fantastic team, um, fantastic champions. So for us to go down to their patch and win the title, one 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 nil that evening. Neil McIntosh, I put a cross in for Neil McIntosh, and he rattled one into the top corner. I mean, it was just a, a brilliant, brilliant win. Um, Bob Summers was immense that night because um, they just threw the kitchen sink at us after that, and uh, Bob just had that siege mentality. It's something that. Rubbed off in me, I suppose, in the later years. But you know, Bob was absolutely superb that night, and and we ended up as champions. So it was a fabulous treble, you know, for the club, uh, for the for me, for all you know, for all the players, um, and you know, for the brilliant Cali supporters. Like you know, they followed us everywhere. So it was it was just a fa- fantastic night that night. I remember that at Keith in, the, in their own social club. Um, it was just brilliant. What a start your Cali career, eh? Yeah, brilliant start. I mean, to, to, we still had a few games left in the league, and um, I remember the, the the final one that season. Uh, I, I even remember the date because it was a benefit game for Bob. It was thirtieth April, uh, nineteen eighty two, and it was a final game at Telford Street. It was against Inverness Thistle, and all it mean. You know, he was beside himself at winning the treble. He was just, as I say, he was floating after that game against Rothes. I'll tell you what, he was flying by the end of the season. <laughs> he, 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 he just asked all the players. Um, normally, we'd be at the ground about quarter to two for a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, he asked us to be there about an hour earlier. So we were there about half past 12, quarter to one. And, you know, when we arrived at the ground... Um, I was these two lovely girls dressed in hot pants and blouses, just you know, waiting for us, holding trays of champagne, um, which, which we were encouraged to drink. Um, so I, I had a, a couple of glasses of champagne before the game. Um, uh, I don't remember too much about the game other than it was, you know it was a really warm day, um, and it was it was a tight, dear nil-nil draw. I mean, but that was just. Alex's way of saying thanks to the players. Uh, you just such a classy guy, like you know. Uh, Magical memories for you. Just, just a, 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 a wonderful thing to do. 
What was your first uh, Inverness Carlet Thistle debut? Can you remember it? Uh, yep, it was up the it was up the hill, Kings Mills. Um, played really well. I think it was a, a two two draw from memory. Um, and yeah, it, it was one of those times where I suppose uh, I probably shouldn't say it, but um, I, I started getting a nickname because uh, by this time I was starting to get a reputation. I, I think we played them. It was around about February because it was, uh, and Bob didn't play because his wife had given birth. Uh, to their son, so it, Wilson and I had to find our way up at Inverness ourselves. Um, so Bob wasn't playing, and um, I remember after my my back problem, I, I you know it was, as I said, it, it was really painful, and I noticed like in the shower and in the bath that like, I was starting to lose my hair. Quite young, I mean, you know, I was only twenty, and I was starting to lose my hair, and um, I remember doing warm up going down the side at Kings Mills and of course the, the Jags fans just latched on to the fact that I was losing my hair. But they're shouting stuff like, you know, like, you'll, you'll give us a wave. And I'm like, you'll? <laughs> no idea. No idea what the hell they're like, you know, chanting about. And it was Doc. Doc started laughing and he came across and he says like, you know, they're calling you Yul Brynner. Like, you know, because you're losing your hair. <laughs> <laughs> saying, like, you know, singing, you'll, you'll give us a wave. So, like, you know, yeah, I just shook my head and laughed. And, like, you had to wave because you couldn't show any weakness and just laughed at them and, and waved across. That was the, that was my first introduction to the Jags fans, like, you know. And did um, it make it stick? It did. I got it all the time I played there. It wasn't as bad as Wilson's one, which, again, I shouldn't say, but um, at that and you know, in those first couple of seasons, Wilson had a tendency to pull his shorts right up, so it was basically up his backside. So <laughs> the Jags fans, like, of course, because we are because we're on the left hand side and we're warming up, and like, you know, on that side, and um, they started shouting, uh, Rent Boy Robertson, give us a wave, like, you know, they called him a Rent Boy. He wasn't too impressed at the time, but like you know, he saw the joke and he just like you know waved at them and gave him a laugh and um, yeah, it was it was great days. Great days. <laughs> I, I know you were at Cali a long time, but with kind of time restraints, I've got to move you on a wee bit before, before we leave Cali. Give me a quick rundown of all the things you did when the ones you can remember because you won such a lot there. Um, well, I won eighteen trophies in total with Cali. 18. Um, 18, yeah. So I'd, uh, I'd four Highland League winners, uh, six qualifying cup uh, winners, four North of Scotland Cup winners and four Inverness Cup winners. So 18. Um, I was lucky enough as well, 1984-85, the, the College Supporters Club um, nominated me as the, the, the club's player of the year. So... I was I was honoured in eighty four eighty five to to win that. It was um it was a, it was just different because mostly it was going to be an, an Inverness best best player that was going to win it you know most years. So I was thrilled to win it in, in eighty four eighty five. It was a it was a huge honour for myself. So um, that, that was nice. Fantastic. You know. Well, my next question you might have just answered it. What was your uh, highlight of your time at Cali? Probably the eighty two eighty three season, I would say, because um, that you know my first season was brilliant, a treble. Second season, you know, I would, you know, 
was arguably even better um, because, uh, well, we retained the qualifying cup uh, that season. Uh, we beat Dave Smith, Peterhead 3-2 at Borough Briggs in a really tough game. Um, we also won the Inverness Cup that season. Um, but our, our Highland League form um, was just different class. Um, we won the league unbeaten. <laughs> so we always refer to ourselves as the 82-83 Invincibles. Um, it was the first team to win the league unbeaten since the Second World War. So that was a, a huge achievement for the, for the club and for the team. Um, we clinched the title that season up a hill at Kings Mills. We beat Thistle 1-0, Martin Lyle, cracking goal, because um, it was always sweet winning up there. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, and you know, but you know, even though we'd we'd won the league unbeaten, we still had three league league games left to play after that. Uh, to finish the season, and Alec challenged us uh, to keep our standards, to you know, maintain that level of performance and concentration, and finish a league season, you know, completely unbeaten. And as it transpired, the worst performance of the season came in the last game. Um, and that was against your boys. It was against the Broch okay. at Telford Street. And we were 2 0 down at half time. Dave Gibson, uh, who joined us the, the, the very next season, uh, Gibby had given Broch a 2 0 lead just before half time. So um, Alec Main was pretty calm at half time. You know, there was no, no cups and saucers flying, no shouting, and that. He, he just said, relax, you know. These guys, these guys have done it. You've, you've already proved you're the best team in the league. Just go out, 45 minutes, you've got a chance to prove why. And, you know, we went out. Luckily, we say luckily, Neil McIntosh scored the first. And then, fittingly, because it was Ray McIntosh, it transpired, it was Ray McIntosh's last ever game. Ray McIntosh scored the equaliser and the game finished 2-2. So the, the unbeaten record remained intact. Um, and if I just if I, I just tell you uh, the league stats that season because I've got them in front of me, I just uh, I came prepared for that one. So played thirty, won twenty three, drawn seven, lost none, goals scored ninety two, goals against twenty one. I've got no idea. I've got no idea how many of that ninety two goals Ray and Billy Urquhart scored, but I'm pretty sure it's a, a pretty sizable proportion. Oh, be a high so, percentage, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So that was probably my proudest, proudest moment um, winning the league unbeaten at, at, at Cali. That was just a, a fantastic achievement for, fantastic. The, for the guys that, that played. So yeah. your time at Cali is coming to an end. How do you instigate a move to Bucky today? Inquire about you or did you want away from Cali? How did it all end? Well, I suppose we'd got wind that um, Cali were going to be going into the Scottish League. I mean, obviously our Scottish Cup exploits were uh, famous by that point. Give us, they gave the club a real reputation. Um, and it was it was clear that it was going to be a merger. Um, it was Cali and Thistle, which, looking back, I, I didn't agree with it at the time, but I, you know, obviously I didn't know the economics of the situation and all the rest of it. Um, I thought Cali could have gone on their own. Um, however, and um, it, 
you know, it was probably only about three weeks before the end of the season that um, that we knew for sure that the merger was going ahead and that Akali Thistle, as it transpired, it would be called, would go into the Scottish League. And at that point, um, Bob Summers approached me. He was manager at, at, at Bucky. Um, obviously, one of my best friends, Bob. And, and, you know, he put it to me that he had an opening. He wanted me to come as player coach. Um, alongside Ian Matheson. Matthew had obviously been at Dundee with me earlier and had appeared at Keith uh, a few years after that. Um, so with, with me and Matthew as player coaches beside him, and it was it was a pretty easy decision to make um, at that point. I loved the Cali. Cali were going to die, um, as it were. Um, and, you know, the new club deserved a future of its own. Um, and I just felt that um, it was probably time for me to leave. So the club wished me all the best. Um, Bertac- Sergei Bertaccio, who's the manager, he did ask me to stay um, with, with Cali Thistle for that first season. Um, but I, I opted to to take a take a chance and 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 try the the player coach job at uh, at Bucky. So um, okay. so and I ended up. Ended up having two good seasons there. We didn't, you know, didn't win anything at Bucky, but it was a great bunch of guys, and um, you know, it was it was a good time to be there. How did you settle at Bucky after such a long time at Cali? It was difficult. Um, I mean, it was it, it was always going to be impossible um, to to match what I'd achieved at the Cali. I mean, like I say. Um, 18 trophies in, in 13 seasons um, wasn't bad um, and it was always going to be difficult to emulate that um, but I, as I say I, I, I came in with probably not not huge expectations but um, I, I wanted to do well you always want to do well in whatever you do and um, you know it, it was just it just didn't work out I, I, at the end of the day um, but Bob resigned in my, the end of my second season, and I felt I had to follow suit. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't stick around. So um, that that was the way it, it ended at Bucky as well. So, um, but it was, you know, it was strange leaving Cali. Obviously, I'd been there for so long. It was the best years of my life. It was, you know, most of my career really, uh, from nineteen, from age of nineteen to the age of what thirty two. Um, and as I say, it was the best years of my life. It was, you know, a fantastic team to play for. Um, got a lot of good friends in Inverness, and um, it was a real wrench to leave. Have to be honest. Well, put it this way, Kevin. Kevin Mann, the player, might have left Cali, but Kevin Mann, the name, will never leave Cali. Well, I'd, I'd, it's it's a nice thing to, to think. Um, we've been back up, obviously, to, to Inverness a few times. Haven't been for a, a couple of years now, but. Um, we do go up there, and we're always well remembered and well looked after when we go there. So, which is it's always very nice. Services rendered. Yeah. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so when you left Bucket, you went uh, brief spell at Cove. Yeah, uh, it was <laughs> it was a very brief spell at Cove. I mean, Jimmy Wilson signed me. It, the the it took a while to sort out. The, the contractual situation at Bucky 
and it meant, and, you know, like I said earlier, I knew the importance of a good preseason, and basically I missed the whole preseason because it took it took you know a couple of months to sort out the contractual situation at Bucky. Um, but then Jimmy Wilson got in touch with me just at the you know just after the the contract was sorted out, Bucky. Jimmy Wilson got in contact and said, "I'm interested in coming to speak." You know, so I went down to see him. Um, and I signed on the on on the Monday, and their first game was against Aberdeen on the Saturday. So I'd missed the entire preseason. Um, I'd obviously been out running myself, but it's not the same as doing a, a proper preseason. So I expected, you know, signing on the Monday and turning up in my first training session at Cove, I expected to get hammered, and didn't. <laughs> um, I expected a really tough session, and it wasn't. And it, you know, I ended up doing extra myself at the end because it just wasn't enough. Um, I played that game. It was a, a friendly against Aberdeen. And um, it was a, a clumsy challenge, I would say, not from me, but um, from one of the Aberdeen players, a guy, big centre-half called Craig Ireland, um, which ended up with me being carried off unconscious with a big cut under my right eye. Okay. Um, so I ended up going to hospital and getting four stitches in my eye. Um, so I missed I missed the next sort of week, if you like, um, and then during that time the League Cup had started. The League Cup was always at the beginning of the season, and we'd played two games and drawn and lost, um, and then third game was at Keith, and um, in the the game before on the Wednesday where we'd lost, and I think it was against Fraserburgh. Uh, Jimmy had had a, an altercation, shall we say, with one of the players, and that player responded back, which I'd never seen before. I'd never seen a player shout back at a manager before. Um, but that happened, and um, on the Saturday at, at Keith, Jimmy told me he was playing me centre-half that day. Now, I'd never really played centre-half professionally, but you know, he said, look, it's just the one game. It's, all, you know, it's just for today. Um, the centre half had a nightmare on Wednesday, and I want you to play. So I thought, fine. Um, and we won at Keith, 1 0. But unfortunately, um, our, our young goalkeeper, with a young goalkeeper, I can't remember his name, he came out for a cross in the middle of the second half. And rather than catching it, he tried to punch it and missed the ball and cracked me in just above the left eye. So I was carried off unconscious again. Um, <laughs> and uh, taken up to the hospital at Key and um, got back with four stitches above my left eye this time because I just got my stitches out my right one so I looked a bit like like Frankenstein and uh, got back to the ground still in my strip and my boots and everything and blood all down my shirt and uh, Graham Park was standing outside the front door at Keith Football Club you know having smoking a fag as he did uh-huh. and, and, and he basically said Jimmy's resigned I thought what? Like you know, so I, I only played two games for Jimmy, or well, was it even two games? Because like I carried off in both of them, and Jim, Jimmy had resigned. I think just the altercation on the on the Wednesday um, was just he couldn't take that, um, and I feel you know he just decided to 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 move away, move on, and uh, respected him for that. The league started a week after, got all the stitches out. Uh, the interim manager, who uh, was George Middleton, continued me at centre half, um, and if, of course, like I protested because, like you know, Jimmy had always said I was there as a as a sweeper. Jimmy always said I was there as like his mouth on the park. 
because he knew I was vociferous. He knew I could shout at players and tell them what to do. And uh, and he said, like, obviously you've won everything and blah blah. Um, so he that was the real reason he brought me there was to be vociferous in the middle of the park. Oh, okay. And, and you know, so George continued to play me at, at centre half, and you know, I'm 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 quite proud because you know the you know the first five league games we won, Cove won five. I played five, won five, uh, goals for 25, goals against five. So I was quite proud of that. I was quite pleased with that. Um, and then they brought in, they named a new manager. Um, so it was Dave Cormier was coming in from uh, from uh, Inverurie Locos, the juniors. And um, again, Dave kind of, he just looked at me, he says, you're not exactly a giant for a centre-half. <laughs> I try to explain, I'm not a centre-half, never have been a centre-half. Um, and then I took a stomach bug uh, that week, the week he arrived, because uh, we'd won the, the the team of the month pennant and we got presented with that. And, um, you know, I played, stupidly, I played on the Saturday after having a stomach bug all week. That's and I thought right. I was okay. I thought I was okay. We played up at Peterhead and I was off after 25 minutes. And really, I probably played... If I played another twenty-five minutes in the next two months, that that was, you know, that's the maximum I played. He told me that I wasn't in his plans, and so I I managed to leave. I left in uh, October '96. Um, the reason I know that is because it coincided with me changing jobs as well in my profession. So um, it, it everything seemed to mirror itself. I left I left uh, Cove and went to Bonacore Juniors. And spent the rest of the season with them. Um, it was and it was laden. Bonacord was laden with ex Highland League players. Kevin Walker was the manager. Bobby Street was his assistant. So and he had players like um, like Wilson was there. Um, Andy Fettis was there. Steve McBeath from Bucky, like you know, great players. And so it was it was a nice season. Won a couple of trophies again, um, and then inexplicably. The club was folded up at the end of that season. Okay, so it was a real strange one. Um, however, uh, I end, ended up and then I joined Bob Summers again. Uh, he was uh, manager at FC Stony Wood Juniors, um, another junior side in Aberdeen, and I uh, ended up signing there and stayed there for five years. And finally hung up my boots, 11 a sidewise, in uh, 2002. Um, when I was I was assistant manager, Bob had gone by then. He'd gone to uh, to manage Cove. Um, and obviously, you know, Bob led Cove to their first league title. I think it was 2000. Um, and John Harvey came in as, as manager and asked me to be his assistant. So at Stonywood. So I spent my final two years at Stonywood as, as assistant manager. Um, which was a nice experience, but um, my, my professional work, you know, I'm a chartered accountant and chartered tax advisor, so it was taken over. I worked at Wood Group at the time, and um, they were going through their uh, their IPO, they're being listed on the stock exchange, so I was extremely busy at work, and I just couldn't give the time to Stony Wood that, that they deserved, and I felt it right that I should just go at, at the end of that season so um, it was a nice time, it was a great bunch of guys won a few trophies as well and had a few sherbets with the guys there as you do as, well, as you do 
Um, but that that was the end of my 11 aside playing career. I say that because I then played in a veterans league over 40s. Uh, it was a seven aside thing on a Friday night for about five years, so up until about 2007. When I couldn't walk anymore, and because my left knee, my left knee shot the bits, so uh, I, it was it got to the stage where um, I was playing on a Friday night, and it you know my knee, my left knee would swell up for a day, and then it'd go down, and it was fine. But then it was like it would swell up for two days, and then three days, and four, and then I was just thinking one of these days it's not going to go down at all, so I just had to stop. So I haven't run uh, since. 2007. Haven't done any running at all since 2007, um, which is a real shame because I mean I was when I was a boy I was cross as a cross country champion as a cross country runner and all the rest of it. So for me not to be able to run is um, is criminal, you know. So uh, I hate that. However, them's the, them's the breaks. That's just father time catching up, eh? Yeah, it is. I mean, that veterans team was was you know our team was called the Nippet Strips. Would you believe, for <laughs> obvious obvious reasons? Um, but, I mean, it, it was full of ex Highland League guys. I mean, our goalkeeper was Ray Charles, um, with Kenny Taylor, Martin Allen, George Stephen Wilson, Bob guested for us. Donald Buchanan played for us. Um, I mean, with one or two others. I mean, so it, it was a super super team. As I say, Friday night. He'd go have a game of football. It was 50-minute games. I mean, these were hard games. And there was, the other teams were full of Highland League and like with Gothenburg Heroes with an ex-Aberdeen team in it, John Hewitt fronted. Um, so it was it was good teams we were playing against. Um, but I mean, like we'd all meet up for a beer afterwards. And you know, it was it was just great fun, you know, for that five years. So so I was glad I did that. So from a young lad at middle middle field to a veteran playing in your senior. Yeah, yeah uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, coffee cabinet at home must be huge for all the medals you've won. Um, I've got a nice glass cabinet that contains them all. Um, I should polish them more, but because uh, you know, as well as the medals, like I say, I won a few awards as well. Man of the match, Dunkards, and um, you know, the team of the month and uh, player of the month and all that sort of thing. So, I should clean them a little more often, but but haven't. So um, thanks for prompting me. I probably need to do that. Ah, well, it's a job for a weekend. Eh? <laughs> Aye, abso- absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Here's a bit I love to put everybody under pressure. This is a bit I like it. Uh, pick your best 11 players, three or four subs and a manager for guys you've seen or played with over your long, illustrious career. No pressure. There's no pressure, but it's 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 an easy one for me. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I told you that side in 82-83 won the league unbeaten um, and you know I'd, it would be disingenuous to those guys, they were a fantastic team um, I have to include them as my as my 11 so I'd have you know it would be Billy McDonald in goals Okay. Rod, Roddy Davidson right back Okay. I'd be hard on myself if I didn't put myself left back so I've got to do that Okay. Um, Bob Summers centre half Peter Corbett, sweeper. Um, my midfield, and the, you know, I've chewed hard and long about this, but my midfield is is obviously it's it's Martin Lyle, um, that you know, our, our never-ending workhorse. He just had a battery in him that ran all day, and John Doherty. And the the thing that's really pushed me is, do I go with a midfielder or go with that four-two-four? 
And you know what? I'm going to go with a midfielder. Okay. Um, and he didn't play in that um, illustrious 82-83 team. But I'm going to include Alan Hercher beside them. Alan joined us in 1986. Um, sadly, no longer with us. But what a fantastic player he was. Um, great friend. Uh, lovely man. Uh, you, you can hear him almost welling up just talking about him. Um, sadly, we lost him a few years ago. Uh, but what a player. Um, and then, of course, I have to have Raymond McIntosh and Billy Ucker up front. And my mate Wilson, who was just magnificent, um, best friend, uh, fantastic player. Uh, and, you know, just we did everything together, training-wise, um, pushed ourselves every week with that message Bob gave us about, you know, having to be the best. Um, so Because it wasn't just, you know, being the best, you know, to get into the Cali team. We had to be better than the guys there, but actually... You know, your opponents as well. You know, you had to be better than them as well. So, Wilson pushed me all the way and I pushed him all the way. And it was the only way to be. Um, so, I had to have Wilson. So, that, that was my 11. Okay. Your subs? My subs. Yeah, like I say, I, got, I can't be disingenuous to the guys from 82, 83. So, um, I have to have uh, Robbie Baxter, Derek Dewar, uh, Billy Sanderson, um, I say, is that three or four? I've said that's three. You've got one more. So Robbie, who did I say? Robbie, Derek, Billy Sanderson, John McDonald. Okay. And you know, I've got to add Charlie Christie to that as well because if I missed out Charlie, Charlie was probably the most talented player we had. Um, it wasn't the most illustrious six seasons we had um, in in that second half, if you like, of my career at. At Cali between '89 and '94, we only won three trophies domestically, but had fantastic Scottish Cup wins and 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 performances, and and Charlie was a huge part of that. So um, I I you know I couldn't miss out Charlie. He was a fantastic player for the club, and obviously went on to be you know even better, I suppose, with uh, with Cali Thistle once they entered the Scottish League. Okay, so yeah, I want a manager from you to look after this team of yours. Yeah, and I, yeah, again, I've got to pick Alec Main as my manager with Raymond as his assistant. I mean, they both were so successful. Um, Alex was so laid back in his approach, um, so he was he was a terrific manager. I mean, his his approach before a game was um, he'd basically just tell the players like, if you're having a bad game, make sure your opponent's having a worse game. It was just a case of um, do your job stop your opponent playing and then the team, the talent in the team will take over and, you know, will win the win the war sort of thing. So you all had your, your individual battles to win against your, the player you're playing against. And it was just a very simple approach, but really effective. Um, so, yeah, he'd have to be, you know, the best manager I played under. Okay. And Raymond, Raymond, a close second. Good friend, Raymond, obviously. Um, terrific player. Um, and just the one season... As manager, so but again, a, such a successful season. Cool. Uh, I think I know the answer to the next question. I'm going to ask you, but you can tell me who's going to captain your side. Bob. Bob. I already, <laughs> I already see you well, opposite his well, name. Well, 
if I say Wilson, my bob, Wilson, Bob are my best mates, then uh, if, I, if I said anybody else, I'd probably get hung. Who <laughs> did this? Uh, your first eleven. I know Billy Cup played at senior level, and you did with Dundee. Any of the rest of that guys play at senior level? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, John Docker, he had come from uh, Aberdeen. Okay. Um, so he'd 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 had a spell. I think it was Ali McLeod that finally got rid of him. Um, but he was he was in he was at Aberdeen in the seventies. Um, obviously, uh, Charlie Christie had been at Celtic uh-huh. um, for the for the time, and uh, Wilson was involved at Dundee. He he was asked to go full time. Uh, I understand he was in an S form with Dundee, but um, he'd already started his apprenticeship, so decided to stay in his apprenticeship. And it initially went to uh, to Cali as a uh, if you like a farm out, um, but like loved it so much, ended up signing permanently for the Cali. Um, so I'm not sure. Bob had played uh, at Forfar. Okay. Um, who else? Yeah, Gordon. I mean, Peter, I'm not sure if Peter had played senior. I think I know he'd played for a number of Highland League clubs, like Ross County, Clach. Um, but I'm not sure he actually played in in Scottish League at all. So oh, okay. um, again, another another super player. Um, you know, he was he was the archetypal sweeper. You know, Bob Bob was inspirational captain. Peter was the one kicking your backside, getting you out, and you know, making sure you are working hard. You know, he was he was inspirational as well. He was a top man. And here's a probably a tough question for you. In all your times at Cali, who would you have rated as the best player you played with in your 13 years at Cali? It's a tough one, isn't it? That is a really tough one. Um, it's really tough because all the players, the, the players that I played with all had different talents, different skills, and it's very, very difficult to say who was the best. Um, I mean, like I say, you know, everyone knows about Billy Urka, brilliant mm-hmm. goal scorer, built like a horse. He was really, really strong Billy. Um, great finisher. Um, Ray McIntosh, similar, you know, very tall, elegant player. Um, Charlie Christie, full of talent, you know, Absolutely full of talent. I mean, it's hard to pick who the best of them were. I mean, then you, you talk about defenders, just different talents. You play, you know, I played with brilliant defenders. We used to say Bob, we still rib Bob about the fact that, you know, he played for 14 years with the same pair of boots because he never kicked the ball once. He just headed it. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, that's the kind of stick we give him. But honestly, if I stand shoulder to shoulder with Bob, he's the same height as me and I'm only 5'9". So, I mean, Bob, he was playing against guys, six-footers. Like, there was no, he had no right to win the ball in the air. But I guarantee you, he won 99 times out of 100. He won balls in the air as a centre-half. His timing was immaculate. Um, just, you know, different different skills, different players. Wilson was an enigma. Um, when he was young, he, he, he got a bit, it was a bit frustrating because he had so much pace at that point and he would get past players, but he's crossing, let him down. And I know how hard he worked because we worked with him at, at training. I know how hard he worked to, to, to perfect his crossing 
for you know in corners and things like that. And he became stronger, I think, as he got older. You know, which is a strange thing to say, but you know, I I I know that just through combination of circumstances, with you know, with work pressure, exam pressure, I I lost a yard of pace. I lost some of the strength that I had in my younger years when uh, I was at Italy. Um, Wilson got stronger. Um, and so he had so much power and pace. Um, and he just, you know, guys would try to like brush him. He, he just brushed them aside because they just couldn't live with him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, there were so many good players. I couldn't, I honestly couldn't name one as a best. Uh, it was a tough, maybe a, possibly a... <laughs> Unfair question. So, sorry, I let you down, Willie. But I, I no, honestly, no, I, couldn't, okay. I couldn't. I couldn't name a best player that I played beside. Yeah. No, it, it is a tough question. But then yeah. you, you rattled through a lot of the attributes of the players that you did. So that's good enough for me. I'm happy. Yeah. That. Good stuff. Right. I'll, here's one thing for you. Who was the toughest opponent you ever faced? Yeah. Again, I played against a really a, a number of opponents that were really difficult, uh, and most of them, most of them were wingers. I would say. Um, I mean, to start with, uh, well, it was that that first qualifying cup final and all it means said, that boy, Fraser Kellis, touches the ball. Like, I'm going to boot your backside. So so Fraser Kellis was my first major opponent like that I remember. Uh, he was a really tough right winger. Um, Pitchy Black, Inverness Thistle, what a player he was. And again, it was, you know, first season that, that, that game up at Kings Mills. And again, Alec Main says that, you know, don't let that boy touch the ball. Um, and, you know, it was Frankie Watt at Eclach. Um, he, was, he was a terrific player. And, it, you know, on his day, he could beat anybody. Um, Neil Fivey, he was just basically a background drum. He just ran at you. And, like, if you got in his way, he just ran through you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there are some great players I played against. Um, Billy Ferris at Ross County, Barry Wilson at Ross County, um, Natty Porter. But I suppose the the you know in the Scottish Cup ties as well. You know, played against some good players in Scottish Cup ties. But I mean, it's kind of different. You know, obviously playing against a professional that you know this is his livelihood. This is what he does. The 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 king of the lot was Davy Cooper. You know, played a Scottish Cup tie against Rangers and. 1984, and uh, uh, unfortunately, um, I was up against Davy Cooper. And I say unfortunately because uh, I don't think um, that the Cali got a, a fair crack of the whip in that Scottish Cup tie. And the reason I say that was that um, it was a really tough winter that year. So we the Cali hadn't played a game since probably oh first week of December. We played we played our first and second round. Uh, Scottish Cup ties um, and then we got Stirling Albion in the third round and it took six weeks to play Stirling Albion so the draw for the fourth round had already been made um, and we knew the winners had Rangers at home so we eventually played Stirling Albion, I think it was about the 11th of February uh, 1984 and it was like our first game in what, ten weeks, two and a half months um, and we drew. Uh, it's a pretty dour draw, but I mean, uh, the press, the press gave me rave reports. I, I played really well that day. Um, I was, I was, you know, it was probably the best game I played for the club. And then we had the replay on the Wednesday night, knowing that the winners had Rangers on Saturday. Uh, 
like pressure, so, right, eh? And I know, ah, uh, it was no pressure, but I mean, well, <laughs> the, the, there was pressure in that, um, still, and I think everybody, everybody except the players and the manager, Raymond McIntosh at the time, uh, thought that, that that was our chance gone. You know, 1-1 at Telford Street, going down to Anfield for a replay. Everyone thought our chance had gone. And we went down and, you know, we lost a daft goal after 10 minutes. And, you know, but honestly, we got stronger and stronger. Martin Lyle had a marvellous game, scored in the 87th minute, 87th, 88th minute, to take it into extra time. And we just got stronger. Um, so we played a whole extra time. And I think, as Billy Urquhart said in his podcast, you've got to repeat it, 120th minute, we got a throw in out in the left. And I was taking it about halfway into their half at Anfield. And I just saw Billy pointing at his left shoulder. So I threw, took it through in over his left shoulder and it just took one bounce and Billy hit this thing. And it was just a screamer, just went flying into the top corner. What a goal to win a game like that. And we knew, you know, with Rangers on Saturday. So, I mean, we got home. I mean, I, I was at university. Wilson and Bob were both working. The club took us for a meal and, and a couple of drinks after the game. So we got home Wednesday night, Thursday morning. We got home about 4 a.m. Um, we were in, working, you know, uni next day. Um, and we had basically Thursday and Friday to recover. And then we're playing Rangers on Saturday. So that's what I mean. We never got a chance to give a proper account of ourselves. We were a good team. Uh-huh. But, but we went out. And even just in the warm-up, I knew straight away my legs were, oh, my legs are heavy for Wednesday night. Um, and you know, I knew I was marking Davy Cooper, and honestly, the guy was about nine stone. I, and Raymond, Raymond kept screaming at me, put him, put him in his right foot, put him in his right foot. But honestly, it was like marking a fly. He he could move that quick. You know, your momentum went one way, and his just went completely the other because he was just so quick. Um, like I say, it was like marking a fly. He was a brilliant player. He had a fabulous left foot in him. Uh, like a magic wand, I think, as Billy put it, and he was absolutely right. He's probably the best player I've ever played against was Davy Cooper. OK, was that the 6-0 game? It was 6-0, yeah. And like I say, I, I, you know, Rangers had a full week to, you know, from their last Premier League game to recover and, you know, rest, prepare, like, you know, whatever. We had that two days, and it was honestly... It was madness um, that that two days, but the press were hounding you. They were chasing after us. You never saw a queue as long, you know, for tickets because the the police made it a five and a half thousand ticket, you know, all ticket affair. Um, it was a queue right down Telford Street from the front door, right away down past the canal. It was crazy. Fantastic. Out, oh, oh, it was fantastic. It was brilliant scene. We came. I, I remember coming out at five to three uh, before a game. Uh, well, actually. I came out before, and this is this is a story. I was warming up, um, doing a warm up before uh, you know half an hour before the kickoff, and Ian Redford, the Rangers players were all, you know, warming up on the other side of the pitch. Ian Redford ran the full length right across the pitch, and he came and embraced me, and I just thought, what a man! Fantastic! You know? What a what a was, thing to do, eh? What a thing to do! Uh, I was just gobsmacked, you know. Fantastic guy. Um, and he unfortunately scored the first goal. <laughs> but 
But, you know, um, I thought it was a nice gesture for him to come across and do that. Like, it that was, really it was. was. It was a really smart thing for him to do. It was a super team. But, you know, I came out at 5-3. to three, And honestly, Willie, came down the tunnel and it looked straight across the park. And Telford Street was, like, on the other side, you know, and there was billboards in the centre. And honestly, you know, so Telford Street was parallel to the length of the park. Uh-huh. There was fire engines. There was double-decker buses. There was trees. And there was, like, houses, obviously, at the other side of the street. And they were all just laden with people. They fucking climbed up rooftops, like, lampposts, trees. They're on these top of these buses, fire engines. It was just mental. I've never, ever seen anything like that. Um, I've, you know, I've never seen anything like it again. It was just an amazing day. Um, and probably the most memorable game of my life. Got to say that. Uh, and regardless of the result, as you just said, it was a fantastic occasion to play in. Indeed. Absolutely fantastic occasion to play in. Um, it was a privilege to play to be you know, against Davy Cooper. Um, I mean, they had a really good side out that day. Um, and, you know, it, it was just a privilege to play against Cooper. McCoyce was playing with Bobby Williamson up front. Um, their midfield was Ian Redford, Robert Pritz, and Bobby Russell. And their, you know, their back five was Peter McCloy, Jimmy Nicholl, Ollie Dawson, John McClelland, and Craig Parson. I mean, they're a really good side out. Yeah. Manager Jock, Jock Wallace and Alec Totten. I remember I, I was the last player out uh, from Macaulay, uh, and it was like an L-shaped tunnel. So the Rangers came straight out. We had to do the L-shape from our dressing room. And so I was the last Cali player out. And you know, both teams are already out, apart from me. And Jock Wallace and Alec Totten emerged from Rangers dressing room. And we're walking, so they were in front of me. And Jock Wallace just stopped in his tracks and said, like, tapped his pockets and said, Oh, like, I've forgotten my half bottle. <laughs> go, and, go and run back into the dressing room, say, You've forgotten my <laughs> half bottle of whiskey, like, you know. I, I, I was gobsmacked, like, you know. I was 20, 20, 21 year old at the time. And, uh, and like Jock Wallace, I forgot my half bottle. Go run in and get, but, you know, get it back from me. So Alex Totten went trotting back in. So. But yeah, that's great, as, great days. That's as bad as you and your champagne. Probably. Aye, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. That was uh, great days. Great so days. when the final whistle went, did you get David Cooper's shirt? Did he stand still long enough? No, I never got never got close enough to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it was it, it was a super day. Uh, it's unfortunate about the result, but like I say, with, with two days to recover against a professional outfit like Rangers, I mean, you know, we just. It was like lambs to the slaughter, really. We, we never had an earthly, you know. I mean, we, we did well. Uh, we, we actually started quite well, first 25 minutes. But then they, they scored, like I say, Ian Redford scored after 25, 26 minutes. And then they got a second goal just before half time. And it was really coming at half time. And the guys all looked at each other and thought, well, like the legs are gone after Wednesday. It was like just damage limitation. And again, we we held out pretty well, but they, they got like four goals in the last 15, 20 minutes. It was... I mean, I was probably in my hands and knees crawling off a park at the end. Um, so it was, it was just like that. But, um, you know, like I say, fantastic day. And brilliant memories for you. Ah, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Right, we're going to finish up with the last question. Well, I've got one question for you. Okay. Hobbies outside football? Hobbies outside football? Uh, well, I suppose since I've, since I've retired, 
uh, and I can't run anymore. Um, I've taken up golf. So most of my time, most of my time now, because I live, I, I spend half my time here in the UK and half my time in Spain. Um, and so I, I've, I've got a bike in each country. So, um, so I go cycling quite a lot and uh, I, I try and play golf maybe two, three times a week as well and, and go out walking as much as I can with my partner, Angela. So um, that, that keeps me in reasonable trim, I suppose. Okay. Now, this is a question I finish every podcast with. Okay. Given the career you've had and experience you've gained over the years, what advice would you give to a young player starting out his career in football? Ooh. Well, obviously, work your socks off. Um, I mean, I always remember um, when I was at Dundee and it was it was Gemmell and Wallace always used to say, and it must have been something that like Jock Steed had said to them, like, it's all about SFA. SFA. Yeah. So skill, fitness and attitudes. I mean, you've got to have the skill before you get there. I mean, work your socks off to get as fit as you possibly can. Be that. Be the best that you can be. Um, and then it's all about, you know, it's just all about attitude. Don't like, uh, don't like I did. I let Donald Mackay tell me I wasn't good enough um, to play uh, for his team. And that, you know, that's what you meant, his team. Um, don't let MD tell you you're not good enough. Have the, the presence of mind and strength to, to, be, the, to be the best that you can be. Um, and, and don't give up. Never, ever give up. That's great sound advice. Thank you. Well, Kevin, okay, it's been an absolute blast. Listen, yeah, we can chat here all night. <laughs> you could, Willie. You start chatting with Tinder. So uh, um, yeah, I'd like to thank you for coming on and sharing all your stories with me. And it's been uh, absolute, to listen to you. Absolute, absolute, absolute pleasure, Willie. And you take care. All the best. When you go back to Spain, watch you don't get too cold out there. Okay. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you very much for coming on, Kevin. Take care. Thanks. Bye now. Bye for now. Bye-bye.